The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, and today our sponsor is Class Action Park, or sorry, Action Park. (laughs) So let's hear a little bit from our sponsor. Fill your summer with action. turn and burn action and when it's hot we've got the coolest action around where you can swing slide and dive into crisp mountain water this summer catch the action at action park there's nothing in the world like it what a what a fun time i always wanted to go there uh how would you not want to go there that's the question I think today, if you were a kid today, you would not want to go there. Because I think parents are so, some parents are so uptight. Well, it's a softer generation. Me as a father, I would be like, go, go do this stuff. Even though it looks like crazy stupid. Like the cannonball loop, which is a water slide where it is literally puts you into a loop like Sonic. But it's a water slide. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to, they had a hatch at the top of it. So in case you got stuck in the loop, they could just open up the hatch and get you out. Uh, just in case you got stuck in the loop. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to get stuck in a loop. <laughs> <laughs> at least they planned for emergency there. Well, the way that they test it, just <laughs> this is not our topic for today. Uh, the way that they tested it was they would send like mannequins down there and then they would come back all mangled. So then the owner of the park was offering the young teenage workers of the park $100 to test the slide just to go down. And then they go down and they get beat up. So then they realized that they had to put padding at one point in the slide, in the loop. And then they noticed that people were coming down and they're having like weird cuts and abrasions. Come to find out that there was teeth stuck in the padding from everybody else losing their teeth. And that's what was cutting, cutting the people coming down from the slide. What happened to you? I got cut on a slide. Yeah. Like what? Like one of the old school, like metal ones at an old playground. Like, nah, man, theme park. Yeah. (laughs) how intense this place was so uh, as you can hear i'm joined once again by mr jaws of common debauchery hats tats and stats and tip of the cat podcast how you doing oh man i am fired up this topic got me so ready because the topic we're good we're doing today it's it was an adult playground like when you were a kid if you didn't make it to the pros what we're about to talk about was where you wanted to be yeah. This was pros versus Joes before pros versus Joes was a thing. Yeah. And if you, we are talking about American gladiators today, I forgot about oh. versus Joes other than a couple. Other than that was a, that was a great show too. And I'll, I'll come back for that talk. <laughs> <laughs> that had some great players on there, but I got to say 
American Gladiators was my favorite Saturday afternoon show. After baseball was done, if it was baseball season, you know, running around, I was with mostly my dad on the weekends, but, you know, going to flea markets and everything else, or if it was baseball season, playing baseball, but you could always count on American Gladiators to take a good hour, hour of your day of just fun, act, just fun and action pack excitement. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and like the best part was, is a lot of times it was on for like two or three hours. Like they, they yeah. would do like the new episode and then like the last couple weeks because there were running seasons that had champions at the end. Oh yeah. The, the tournament of champions, the tournament of champions. And listen, American gladiators was the epitome, which I understand it's pronounced epitome. I say it epitome. Get off me. Um, it's, it was the epitome of if you like anybody who ever thought I could be a pro athlete or I could be a pro wrestler oh, yeah. and handle myself with these guys. Here's your proof that now you probably can't <laughs> like this. This was the dude that like, yeah, you know, I still do some athletic stuff. I'm going to roll off the couch and do athletic stuff against genetic freaks. Yeah, that's. That's the other thing. Like they were like, okay, here's the challenger. Here's uh, Joe Schmo. He's five foot six, 125 pounds, going up against the uh, Nitro, who is six foot four, 255 pounds of just pure chiseled muscle. Let's see what he can do against them. And there goes Joe Schmo out on a stretcher because all he's wearing is uh, head boxing gear and some elbow pads and knee pads. Right, and like and there were actually episodes that like you saw someone get absolutely jacked up and they had to change contestants halfway through like oh here's uh joe taylor versus marcus washington and then two like you know after the second uh the second event all of a sudden they're like well joe taylor got hurt so uh here's mark smith filling in for him taking over at like so you were the dude that like you got like you got in but instead of getting your own episode you had to take over for some jabroni that probably left you like because he if, if he got hurt that bad he probably left you with like a crappy point total to catch up on i watched <laughs> so recently like that i mean the guy was like down by like 10 points and then he got injured and they're like okay here we go he's gonna enter in and he's get the point i'm like come on you gotta give this guy he's been waiting this whole entire time to get in to play this game and uh, he's like down by like 10 points as it is and now he's got to go through everything else. Right. Cause like, let's say that, you know, the dude got hurt playing like Powerball, which on one of their lineups was the very first one. Like it, it was one of the very first things. So like, let's say this dude got hurt, like the first goal he went for. So he's just out. And the other dude now, like, cause a lot of times you'd see at least one or two of the gladiators, like, uh, I think this guy might be dead. So they would stop and the other dude would just like rack up points and like, Oh, great. So now I'm filling in for that dude that just got his head ripped off. And like, I I'm, I'm chasing 20 because that dude just ran up the score with no, with no competition. <laughs> that brings me to another thing is as I go, no more, no more about pro wrestling and like the whole status of the referee was the referee in American Gladiators really, was he just there or was he an actual very important figurehead? It seemed there, like he was the, important, but 
like there were a couple things that I remember specifically. Like they, um, there there was one. I'm pretty sure it was a tournament of champions, like uh, like quarterfinal match where the two dudes were like neck and neck in the it was the it was yeah the eliminator, and uh, like the one dude like got up to a huge lead and was really like cocky and everything, and the other dude like you know scrappy just got back in and they started the the eliminator at like with uh, like a second in between each other. And they were coming at the same time, and at full speed, it looked like the dude that like it was the dude that I wanted to win had won. And it turned out like they ended up going to the review, like to an instant replay, and the referee like made the judgment that the dude coming over that last wall, who stumbled and fell, like threw his hand over the finish line before the other guy, and he ended up winning. I was so mad, so mad. But at the same time, like, you know, now understanding sports better, like it's the first body part to cross the finish line, not like, you know, not your whole body. And I was, I was livid, but like, you know, there were times like, you know, the referee made the call about different, like, oh, you know, the, time. the, the time or like, you know, if you were, if you, if it was the joust, like the, uh, you know, the gladiator, a lot of times would like try to step over onto the other platform, which was illegal, and as long as the other person was still in contact with their platform when the gladiator stepped over, like, and that was a referee's call. It was like, but like, other than that, he, all he did was contenders ready. Yeah. Gladiators ready. And then the horn would go. <laughs> That's when the chaos, was, I don't think there was any thing very poetic about American gladiators at some point. It was just seemed like it was just straight up. I'm going to destroy that person in front of me. And I understand that it does say gladiators in front of it, but like football, there's kind of a grace to it sometimes with the brutality. It just seemed like this was like pure brutality. I'm going yeah. to grab you and throw you off of a wall, even though you're on a bunch of court. I'm going to grab you, throw you off a wall, uh, hang tough. I'm going to grab you with my legs to the point where you're immobilized and then try and rip you off <laughs> and watch like, and, and that's the best part is like, you look at, you look through some of these, um, like some of the events and like some of it were like, they tried to like quell the violence with the nature of it. So like, you know, the, like climbing the wall mm-hmm. and you know, okay, so you're climbing a wall and like they grab your foot and pull you off and like you're on a you're you know you're on a cord, so you just kind of swing and like feel shame on the way down. But then like the gauntlet or joust or assault and breakthrough or uh, sorry, uh, breakthrough and conquer. I mean, oh. like break like and so that breakthrough and conquer. If you've never watched, uh, I recommend going to watch the highlights of this because you started with a football and it was full tilt tackle football. With no pads. One-on-one with no pads. And, like, you just, like, start, like, you started with the football. They blew the horn. You started running and tried to make a dude miss and score a touchdown. And more often than not, you got absolutely rickrolled. And then you get to get right up and get into a wrestling ring with one of these clowns. And not, like, pro wrestling ring. Like, no. Like, wrestling circle and the entire point was sumo style get the other guy out of the ring and like there were times that these guys just like laid on them there were other times that like the guy or girl had some wrestling background and they actually had to fight and they got 
like messed up for the most part. And like you had, you always had the people that found a way around it. Like, Oh, like he, he had a solid base, but I pushed his foot outside the circle. So I won. But like, for the most part, these just behemoths were just like, Nope. Boom. Oh, look. Nope. Boom. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Half of the time, like we mentioned before, the contenders were given it up at least a hundred pounds to the gladiators at least and a good foot sometimes good 12 inches and i mean leverage is everything when it comes to to wrestling but then after a while you're gonna get destroyed if you get a you get a bigger dude on you you gotta definitely know how to use your leverage i mean there's a reason weight classes exist exactly like you know i don't care like 275 of an okay wrestler or versus 140 of a great wrestler. And unless you're going to like, especially at a time limit where your goal is to get him out of the ring, like you can't just tire him out. You got to, you got to shoot, you got to go for it. And uh, it didn't work half the time. And the other half the time, it really didn't work. It never, it never, it never did, but it was fun to watch it though. Just to watch these guys get destroyed. Was, was Breakthrough and Conquer your favorite, or was it? Uh, my favorite was, it was that was a very close number two to the okay. gauntlet. To the gauntlet. All right. I'm a, go ahead. Like the, gaunt, the gauntlet wasn't overly used. Uh, I'm looking through their event list here and, like, their line, with their lineups, mm-hmm. and it looks like it was, all, like, a once-in-a-blue-moon type deal. Uh, actually, no. It was the it was the sixth event on uh, their on lineups two and three. But like, so basically, what it was is you would start running and you had to get through the gauntlet as fast as you could. And the gladiators were were standing in line and they each had their own zone. And the one dude had like, uh, almost like a jousting stick, but it, the whole thing was was padded. The other one like had like these oversized padded boxing gloves. Like, you know, dude had a shield and like. And they, their whole job was to just, like, just jack you up. And I, I, I'm not sure who got hurt, like, which, you know, between Powerball, Breakthrough, and Conquer, and the Gauntlet, which one resulted in the most injuries. But any one of those three, like, if you put all three of those in an event lineup, I want to know who's going to win that competition. See, I'm – those were fun, but I was – like, when the Assault came on, that was my favorite. And I look at what the protective gear was, and I'm like, okay, that seems legit. He's going to get tennis balls shot at him. And, you know, he's wearing plastic eyeglasses that you get for a dollar from Home Depot. Yeah, the floor hockey, uh, the floor hockey high school special, you know, yeah. (laughs) And a chest protector with a. with some elbow pads and knee pads and I oh and, and the headgear for boxing. Yeah. And as I'm older, I'm like, okay, that's a baseball chest protector. I understand that there's pitchers that throw hundreds, you know, could throw a hundred miles per hour, but they're also professional baseball catchers and they can have way better reflexes to get their glove in the way. And they're not just taking it all into the chest. And then you're watching tennis balls fly at over 100 miles per hour at these guys just straight. And all you heard was, like, repeatedly. And going through the multiple stations of trying to line up a shot to 
hit a bullseye that's I'm guessing maybe a hundred yards away. I'm not 100% sure onto these guys. And then my favorite was always the guy that got to the end before time ran out and he had to try and throw the tennis balls at the target while hiding behind this like 12 inch wall that he has. And then they would just have to crawl around the corner afterwards. Well, the best part about that chest protector that you brought up was, I mean, we're talking about a show that aired <laughs> in like eight from 89 to 96 during that stretch, like 94, 95 was considered ungodly fast in the, in, in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you got these high powered tennis balls flying at you and like, so in, in in the what we'll call it twenty plus years between then and now, like the like the fastest fastball is now one hundred and five, but the chest protectors are rated to two fifty. Like it like the but back then it was I mean this was literally just like uh, like some type of fabric holding in like half inch rolls of padding, like. Those things didn't protect you from shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you you get blasted in the chest with a hundred plus mile an hour tennis ball. It's still gonna hurt through that. Oh, it's gonna hurt bad. It's gonna it's gonna hurt really, really, really bad. And it's so because at this point, I remember my friend, his parents had him wear. Uh, if he got called up to the majors from the minors for little league would have them wear the heart, the heart plate. Uh, and yeah, that, that's that's really actual, like actually popular. And, but this was like around this time, like 93, 94. But on American Gladiators, they were like, here you go, grown adult. Go wear the chest protector. No heart plate or anything. The chest oh, protector will work. 100%. So good. Oh, every There was not very much equipment at this at all. Now that no, <laughs> I watched it today and it's just absolutely insane. The funny thing, because I noticed there is a, there is a big difference is uh, Hasbro is re-releasing like retro Ghostbuster stuff. And my youngest son's getting back into Ghostbuster, you know, toy, getting the Ghostbuster. So we buy him Ghostbuster toys. Well, I coax them into getting them. So I can play with them too. Uh, Duh. <laughs> there was this, there was this Ghostbusters popper thing where you just like plunger goes back and then you push it forward and this foam comes popping out. And I'm looking at the packaging and I'm like, wow, this looks like the same packaging I as a, I had a kid, but the kid's wearing the the plastic goggles on his face. And I'm thinking to myself, we didn't have that. If you lost an eye, you lost an eye. <laughs> it just showed you how far, far it's come. And then when you get when you get all your points, you get to the eliminator, which is like um, American Ninja, but or American Ninja Warrior. But yet you got to worry about once again grown men coming at you because there was what the one where they throw the ball at you, and then if you ran through the wrong hole, yeah, were, there was a dude waiting for you to like jack you, like and they got a warning, you didn't. They like. Yeah. Like, like, all right, he's over the wall. So, like, this dude's, like, just down and ready and, like, ready to, like, let's go! And, like, oh, there's a paper wall, and it's either I'm going to get blasted or I'm going to get, 
like free home. Yay, I win. I love, <laughs> I love, the, I love a good coin flip, you know? I love the eliminator, especially the 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 reverse treadmill at the incline. Just trying yeah. to watch the guys get up that. Yeah, because and that was the best way. Like, oh, you have a you have a twenty point lead, which means you get a ten second head start, and you waste seven seconds on an uphill reverse treadmill. Yeah. Well, now you have a three second head start, and hopefully that dude doesn't have like longer, more powerful strides than you because now you're losing. And then there was the the hand the, bike, the hand. Oh my goodness, the hand bike. The watch a lot of people jump, fall on that one. And then the what is it? The log roll. Yeah, the log roll. <laughs> You're going running full momentum into this foam that is just spinning at God knows how fast, and you're trying to get it. But the funny thing of all those things in the eliminator, nobody could ever handle the cargo net. <laughs> yeah, and dude, cargo nets are tough. Like just trying to climb something that's not structurally sound. Like no thanks. <laughs> when when we were doing like obstacle course, obstacle courses at boot camps, like I saw the cargo net, and as a kid, you know you do it, but then you think back and you're watching American Gladiators, and you're like, wow, is the cargo net really gonna kill me? And then I did it, and I'm like, how is this like the divider out of all that stuff? The, the cargo net, like it, the only thing I could think of is they're going way too fast and they're just missing those holes just 100% completely. Yeah. And like, if you look at it, that's also, and it's a slightly different way they use it, but I mean, there's a reason that's in both the original Ninja Warrior and American Ninja Warrior is a car. There's a cargo net in there. Cause they're not easy, oh. especially when you're trying to go fast. The cargo net. <laughs> Always, that's where you're like, you were thinking, like you would say, your guy, you cheer for your challenger. And you're like, oh my goodness, he's going to win. He's going to win. And then he gets to the cargo net and he's get like the leg just gets completely kicked through. Yeah. My, my man ends up wearing a fishing net as a thigh high. <laughs> <laughs> the cargo net, the, the one thing out of everything on there, you know, not the reverse treadmill, not, not the log roll, the hand bike, anything else. It was the cargo nut that was the great equalizer on the eliminator. Uh, you know, and, and then then you got the fun part of like, okay, so you got up the cargo nut, and then you get to do the zip line. Which, like, why that was even part of it? Because, like, what? Like, did anybody ever like fall before like the end of the zip line? Like, so that was just like, here's your break. Hold on. <laughs> no, because I think if you went too far you had to touch the piece of tape on the mat and you see right. that every once in a while. Like if you, like if you run past home plate or you slide around it and you don't touch it and you know, you're, you're a baseball coach. You always get the go touch, go touch, go touch. It's, that was the only thing is they go back and then they touch it and then they start going through. But the zip line though is probably is very anticlimactic is like, okay, here we go. The zip line. And there you go. That'd be cool if there was like a gladiator there with one of those like jousting things. Yeah. And as they come down, they're getting like whapped with it just to see if they can knock them off of it. Not. I, I want, I want like four people with the tennis ball guns. Just, <laughs> just hit, just, just ripping rockets at you. It's like, so you're holding on and you're like, you got your core tight to swing your feet up. And also you're just getting ripped in the ribs with tennis balls. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
crazy. That's a, that would be awesome though. That would be. They could have did that. They should have. Yeah. Because yeah, the, the zipline was boring. Like the zipline was just like, oh, they get to go down a zipline at full speed and then go touch that piece of tape. Like, great, <laughs> cool. Did you watch the? Did you watch the remake that they did in like think the early two thousands? The uh, the Hulk Hogan version of this. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun uh, for different reasons. Um, it was not good. It was very campy, very corny. Not that the original wasn't like. The original was campy and corny in retrospect. Like, so you look back at it, you're like, oh, God, this is corny. And then, like, they gave Hulk Hogan the hosting duties, and Hulk Hogan has this ungodly talent of making things that could be cool really, really cheesy. And like, the, the Rock kind of has the superpower, too, with, like, that whole Titan Games thing that he does. But, like... It just it it never needed to be that that campy and it could have been really cool and it wasn't like the overdone explosions and like oh you get pulled back on a ripcord into a like into into a thing of water and like but the best event that they had was the pyramid on the new one um, which they had a little bit on the original but it was a staple of the new one and these dudes like jacked people up and i have to tell you i'm doing my best not not to drop f-bombs on your show <laughs> and it's not easy in talking on this subject but like i saw the one dude um his name was like wolf or something because like you know they they went to were, yeah. over over the overly ridiculous names with like pro wrestling personalities and this dude like went like ended up pulling like a sunset flip power bomb off the top rope and like, but he hit it off the pyramid. So he went over the dude's shoulders, like grabbed his hips on the way through his ass, hit the, uh, hit the next level of pyramid. And he just threw this dude down six tiers of a pyramid onto the padded floor. And the dude never came back. Like, cause he, like, he ended up like messing up his neck and his back because of how hard he got thrown. And they were like, you know, like, this is a full contact deal. And like, then you, you end up finding out that after the fact that like the dude got like suspended for the rest of the season. Cause they were like, it looked sweet. It was awesome, but a dude got really hurt. So like, you can't do that. Like I'm, pick one. <laughs> see, that's where I just don't think you can have it anymore. It, it, that's the number one reason right there is because over cautiously of safety or the atmosphere for both of them. Yeah, these guys in giant metal balls get momentum going and then just clash into each other and see what happens there. Right, which if you understand even remotely the science behind that, like if the ball is moving that fast, you are moving inside the ball that fast, much like a vehicle. If the vehicle is going 65, you're going 65. The problem is when the vehicle stops on a dime, the things that are not attached to the vehicle on the inside don't stop on a dime until they hit something. So like you're getting this ball going 20 miles an hour and you're chugging and all of a sudden here comes nitro with a bad attitude and a head a head of steam, your ball stops, you keep going, boom. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, all right, ho hold on. What do I, where, okay. I'm in an, an, in an atmosphere here. Let's go. That, that was awesome. You just like, again, you just see dudes getting jacked up left and right. 
Did you have the American Gladiator soundtrack? I didn't even know there was one. There, there's a soundtrack. In 1993, it came out. Music was released. Oh God, I'm hoping that's on Spotify because I'm gonna go hunt it down. Yeah, American Gla- American Gladiators, the music. And one of the tracks, track 13, is Breakthrough and Conquer, just for you. Oh, God. This is going to be the, if, new, the new workout track right here. This is up here, I, up there, I think, with NFL Films, when NFL Films came out with it. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even know that until I started looking. At, I, I, did you have the toys? I never had any of the toys. I did have some of the toys. Um, they were cool. They were like these little, like... Like you came up with, they came with like generic contestant wearing red, generic contestant wearing blue, because obviously like they didn't have licensing rights for the people that like were like were one offs on the show. But then like, you know, I had like the little matching figurines. They were all jacked out of their minds. They all had like their hands were all like hooks. So you could like put the jousting sticks in their hands and like their feet had little peg holes. So like the jousting thing, like you'd put them, you put the two feet dude's feet in the holes on each platform, put the little plastic jousting sticks. And then like, you'd like slide this thing and the actual platform would do this until one of them fell off. Like rock'em sock'em robots. Basically. Yeah. You know, and there was uh there was a play set for, was a human cannonball was the, was the one. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Where you were just straight, you swung into a guy. And he had to, uh, yeah. I and like the best part is, I didn't even like that's not even on their event list, but I, I feel like it was on every show. It had, it's in the video game because I just recently got the video game for NES and it's and it's in there because that was like one of the first ones that I could actually kind of conquer. Yeah, was that one? And then Joust, I thought it was just going to be simple as. You douse, but you got to jump from the platform to platform. I should buy this. <sighs> Did you God, have a lunchbox? So, I can't. I can't believe they even had a lunchbox. I forgot about. Home. I can listen. American Gladiators was a culture at one point, like, and it's funny because like I'm I'm sitting here looking through the list of gladiators, and like some of them I remember, some of them like I vaguely remember. And other ones like, I'm like, who the hell is that? Like, and, and like, and that's, and that's looking through the originals because like I don't, wouldn't know enough about the, uh, like you know the newer ones. But off the top of my head, there was like Turbo Nitro Gemini. Gemini was one of my original favorites, um, and that's because being born in May, I am a Gemini. So I thought there was like a cool connection there when I was a kid. Uh, he was also a badass. He also seemed like. Uh, like just that dude that could like, he would like be a fatherly figure and then punch you in the face, he which I liked. Like he he reminded me of Carl Weathers. Yes, <laughs> he reminded me of Carl Weathers. That was like the one thing. Yeah, because like looking through him, like I, I re- Malibu was the one that I just straight hated because I believe he was the one with like long, like super long blonde hair, and I'm like this yep. guy looks annoying. I think Nitro was my favorite because that's the one that always stands out in my mind. Well, he always had the bad attitude. Like, he tried fighting contestants at times. Like, he was the one that, like, when he was on camera, not in a competition, he was, like, 
a little cocky, but like kind of played it up. But when he, he like his competitive streak was insane. And he just like, he wanted to hurt you. Oh my. Do you remember this? <laughs> Here we go. In season four, there was Zonka Zoinks. Yes. Zonka <laughs> Zonk. Oh my goodness. You can't do that. See, you can't do that anymore. Cause the NFL got rid of all their hit films and everything else. But Larry Zonka was like the man. And I remember watching this as a kid and I'm a Dolphins fan. And then I see Larry Zonka and my father's like, Oh, there's Larry Zonka. He played for the Dolphins. I was like, yes, Larry Zonka is the coolest. Joe Theismann. They had a lot of. Yeah. Theismann, Theismann, uh, Theismann and Adam Lay were the originals. Uh, Theismann left. Adam Lay became the head, the, the main guy. And he stayed there the rest of the series. Uh, Todd, Christian. see, Todd, Todd Christensen was initially his replacement. Uh, Larry Zonka joining at that point. He was replaced by Lisa Mal- Maliski. No sure. And then uh, Danny Lee Clark came in. Uh, actually, hold on. He's not even... That was Nitro. Nitro became, uh, okay. Nitro retired from gladiating and became a, became a, a host for the final season. See, that's why Nitro is awesome. I want to know who was like, we need to come up with this idea <laughs> to do this, where we take these super jack guys that would Vince McMahon would drool over, but probably don't have too much wrestling talent and throw them up against average people and watch them get destroyed. And let's come up with events. I guarantee you they were sitting around drinking and you're like, hey, you know what would be crazy? They're like, what? All right, you got like 10 yards to score a touchdown on a guy. And then the minute you're done, you got to go wrestle another guy. Dude, that's crazy. Let's do this. Right. And like, and you look at some of these dudes, like, so I'm, I'm actually on the, um, the gladiators tv.com and I'm sitting here and like, I can actually click through like season by season who all the gladiators were. I can sort by male and female. You can go with all of them, the, uh, the classic or the revival. Um, it, and it's, it's fun to look through. Cause like season one, who was Bronco? I have no idea who that was, but like, I'm okay. So Blaze, I remember Gemini, Gold, Jade, Lace, Laser, Malibu, Nitro, Sunny. I kind of remember the original Titan and then Zap. Uh, season two, Bronco is gone. Um, and like Diamond, Diamond and Ice join with Thunder, uh, who is just this large, beefy, long haired. Like he looks like Lex Luger, really. And then, like the next season, everybody stayed. They added a few more, like Viper, who, like, wow, he's giving me the eyes. I don't want to. I need to change the page here. <laughs> then season four had a heavy change. Like uh, they added Atlas, Cyclone, Electra, Havoc, Saber, Siren, Sky, Tower. That's why I love dodgeball. Introducing <laughs> the team. Because <laughs> it's just it's just American gladiators. It's just, hey, can we name some American gladiators? I didn't know they had a UK version either. Yes. It also appears that Laser was the only one who was in every single season. 
Laser. He was uh, him and Gemini were my two favorites from the original. They, uh, you know, Laser just had that clean cut all American like football star look to him, and Gemini was you know Carl Weathers on steroids. So I think Carl Weathers was on steroids. One boy, have you ever seen that, Predator? Yes, yes. That's a, that's but I mean, a- he 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 looked like that Carl Weathers on more steroids. <laughs> I just. American Gladiators was like the best. Saturday afternoon, just sitting there watching these guys get destroyed. And all for grand champion for $15,000. Would you do that? That's, I'm not even going to ask you because you would do this for free. Yeah, I would do this for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> give, me like, give me like three months to get back in, in better shape and like, let's do this. <laughs> Matt was like, hey, let's do a podcast between gladiators. I can see you coming out with the American Gladiator singlet on. and <laughs> it just, Yeah, let, let's go. You would, you would be Jaws or something like that. Not even Jaws, just Jaws. <laughs> yeah, like like the shark. <laughs> the Polish Punisher. <laughs> oh, God. So good. And what about Amer- like- there it is, American Gladiators, the music. Which of course, which of course, it it has to feature like actual songs, so like it has "We Will Rock You" by Queen, "Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter, "Jump" by The Movement, "Tough Enough" by The Fabulous Freebirds, "Hit Me With Your Best Shot" by Pat Benatar, "Oh Yeah" by Yellow, and "The Warrior" by Scandal. But uh, "Powerball" featuring Mike Adamley is on there. Love it. I don't think I'd listen to that one. There was a live dinner show? I didn't know that. Yeah, in 95, American Gladiators performed a dinner show in Orlando, Florida. This dinner show featured Dallas, Hawk, Ice, Jazz, Nitro, Saber, Siren, Sky, Tower, and Turbo from the TV show, along with new Gladiators, Apache, Cobra, Electra, Flame, Flash, Jade, Quake, Rage, Raven, Tank, Thor, Tigra, Titan, Viper. The events included The Wall, Breakthrough, and Conquer, Assault, Whiplash, and The Eliminator, and others. Sweet. Where's a kid's version? Isn't that just guts? <laughs> right? I just read that. It was it was Gladiators 2000, also known as G2. A kid version, kid version of the show called Gladiators 2000 G2, hosted by Ryan Seacrest. That's just guts. Why even do that? That's just guts. That's probably why it didn't uh did only last the two seasons. Because yeah. Nickelodeon Guts like went for like years, yeah. years. It went from guts to global guts to my family's got guts. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything gets you turned to family at the last resort because I remember Double Dare and then Family Double Dare. Yeah, Nickelodeon guts all stars, global guts, and then my family's got guts. I can't believe how much th- this was. This is definitely, this is definitely a staple. For anyone's childhood if yeah you, if you didn't if you didn't watch american gladiators as a kid i don't think we could be friends i don't know anybody that never watched american gladiators i didn't say they didn't enjoy american gladiators like i have well, a couple of friends that maybe didn't like wrestling or didn't like sports but everybody that i knew watched american gladiators and it was like religiously 
I mean, this is before we could just go through a guide and binge watch anything, but you knew there was a good time frame of when it was going to be on TV, you know, flipping through the channels. Well, I'll have to go to the guy to the rolling guide of doom, where if you miss the channel, you were like, damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure we talk about the rolling guide of doom every time I'm on this show. Well, you have to, it's especially when you're talking about old TV shows. You, you, my kids, I tell my kids all the time, I tell them, you, you don't know how good you got it, especially when they're like, can you pause that? No, no, you have a timer. You can go, you got to go to, if you got to go to the bathroom, there is a timer and you know, when the commercials are going to be done, you run, you, you're not going to get treated anything different from when I was a kid. And you're going to definitely run and you're going to run as fast as you can. And then you're going to listen to the it's back on. And then you're going to run and jump over the couch and then get in trouble for jumping onto the couch. But you know, you're back to watch the show. Right. So I pulled up the, uh, the, the gladiator list from the revival, um, the, the Hulk Hogan led one. And the first one on the list is beast who is Matt Morgan. Uh, for any of you who are pro wrestling fans, is it really? Why would? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Morgan. Yeah, half man, half monster, and the biggest thing to hit the Gladiator Arena by far. The Beast leaves every contender who faces him a changed man forever. God, this is so cheesy. This is the actual bio on the website, by the way. Oh, he just, oh, he was most likely, he was wrestling for TNA also. So he was spending a lot of time in Orlando then. Yeah. But then, so Beast, Crush, Fury, Helga, Hurricane, Jet, Justice, Mayhem, Militia, Panther, Phoenix, Rocket, Siren, Stealth, Steel, Titan, Tua, Venom, Wolf, and Zen. And this is also the first time that they had as many male as female gladiators. And if I were to guess, that's probably because Hulk Hogan's a dirty old man. Uh, Hoa is the rocks, uh, stunt double. <laughs> I mean, he may as well be right. Sure. Looks like it. No, I don't want to follow the gladiators on Instagram. I will. I'll do it later. God. <laughs> what are you doing? Following gladiators? Not following gladiators on Instagram. Oh, he's also the Rock's cousin. Oh my goodness! He doesn't even have the like same how how does this how does this dude not have like a pro wrestling career like every other relative of the Rock? Because they can't hack it. You gotta have the charisma of the Rock. Well, he's um. Let's see. He's appeared in over 45 films, including Skyscraper, The Avengers, Iron Man 2, Fast and the Furious 6. I would he was featured in the 2006 video Pump It Up by the Black Eyed Peas and numerous TV shows such as Hawaii Five-0, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Baywatch Nights. You know you made it when you're on Baywatch Nights. Baywatch Nights. Or Baywatch meets X-Files, and it just didn't work out. I don't know how I just looked up the the Justice guy, and it goes to American Gladiators 2008 in the corner, and it's just a picture of Hulk Hogan. Pretty much. It's always a picture of Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. What? 
as much as I want this back, I just feel like it's going to be like the 2008. It's going to be dumbed down. Yeah. Gonna that. Yeah. It's, it's 100% the, uh, it that's that same idea that like, if you're going to bring it back, you're going to have somebody that just overdoes like it, like really the, the revival with Hogan was just overproduced. You know, it, it had that like cheesy WCW near the end of WCW feel where like it was just overdone and overproduced and it just, it didn't have the same feel to it. I don't know. Like it, it, it stopped feeling like a legitimate athletic competition and it started feeling more like a scripted pile of BS with some savage moments to it. I could see that. I think that was more of a nostalgia. Once again, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize nostalgia cash grabs. And I think that was, we need something for a filler. And let's try and get this American Gladiators thing going back up and running. And we're just going to make their costumes darker and not as like American flag campy as they were in the original, but it was still cool. And then well, plus it became prime time. It, it's it's so hard to grab some yeah. prime time when prime time comes around i want to watch like a sitcom or something not not this if if i'm watching a prime time sporting event i'm watching football or baseball or basketball or hockey or something that type of sporting event other than american gladiators and then the other one i think was perfect because it captured it came in at that time where pro wrestling was still pretty big and then all of a sudden that's when it kind of faded out but it could capture the imagination of kids because we're talking about it more as we were kids i don't remember my father ever sitting down there too much and watching it with us because it was almost an extension of saturday morning cartoons pretty much right I'm actually intrigued by this because like I'm going through this and they're this wet, like their website is active. Their social media is active. Like we might be on the verge of an American gladiators like revival. I mean, like their, their Twitter was active as of March 20th, like new tweets. You never know. They have, they, they have a podcast called the glad pod really do look back at old uh i i don't know but like the one that's listed on the website is the one with the super fan it's uh let's see it is hosted it is hosted by diane jet udale and david blackmore Ooh, so uh like wolf wants gladiators return the iconic bad guy says he's fitter than ever and raring to go yeah, man, uh, I would I would put it out there that there's a chance that the yeah the, 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 they're they're I would put it out there that there's probably a shot that this comes back at some point. That'd be cool if they had like a. I think it would have to be a special. I don't know if you could they really sustain. I think they could. Like, if you look at things like like American Ninja Warrior, like Wipeout and stuff like that, that's campy yeah. and cheesy and goofy. Like, you could absolutely do this, but you'd have to do it the right way. Like, you couldn't just, you couldn't give it to Hulk Hogan and let him be super stupid campy. I don't even want The Rock to do it. Well, um, 
the original one, like you, like you mentioned there, it, it had some credibility when you have actual athletes like Joe Theismann, Todd Christensen, and Larry Zonka. These are actual athletes. So if you bring back an actual football player, I, was, I almost said Ray Lewis, but I don't think I could handle listening to Ray Lewis talk that long on TV. But if you could bring back, you know, you know, somebody retired, another retired football player, cocky, tough guy, to add that toughness and not that campiness to it, I think it would give be- me, Give me Brian Erlacher. Okay, see, that's better. With... Give me Brian Erlacher, Booger McFarland, so I don't have to watch him on Monday Night Football anymore. And, like, I don't know, somebody, like, like a Tony Romo-esque guy, but don't take Tony Romo off, off football. Like, give me give me somebody, like, who can give you that, like, ridiculous in-depth analysis. Like, f- find an old con- a former contestant yeah. from back in the day and, like, you know, the, to give you like, you know, like on the floor insights about the about the, the the events and stuff, and like give me updated updated cooler looking versions of the OG events, uh-huh. and like I don't need the explosions, I don't need the like that like that stupid ripcord thing like that they did with the Hulk Hogan one where again you got ripped back through a wall like through a, a, a breakaway wall and into a thing of water. Like no, give me give me like legitimate stuff. Give me an actual like athletic competition, mm-hmm. like. More than just, oh, I'm going to swing this ball at you as you run back and forth across a platform. Like, no, I want to see people get hit. I don't care. Put them in pads. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me you can't do it. The Laundry Football League is a thing. They put them in pads. Let's go. You're 100% true on that. But I think you do need that. Bring back an old gladiator. See what Gemini is up to. Yeah. Have, have him work it, too. With I would love Brian Urlacher, I think, would be perfect. Yeah, because he's got that, like, shitty attitude, like – mouthy presence to him but like also brings credibility because he was an absolute monster on the field yeah and then you bring in like gemini or an old gladiator yeah and and just have them be the color commentator and be like see what you got to do here and then that way you get that you get that athletic feel instead of just the straight cheese of what of what it what it potentially has but you want more athletics because you mentioned pro versus joes that was you know athletes past their prime going against average guys but still though those athletes were destroying some of these average guys and that was more of an athletic competition instead of something campy and stupid and i think that's exactly what it needs to 100% be, be and I agree with you more athle- more athletic less less over the top wrestling campiness yeah like I don't I don't want to see a gladiator get burned alive for something I want to see I want to see a dude like get shot with a f- tennis ball at 150 miles an hour right in the forehead <laughs> like gotta keep your head down son <laughs> That is true. So I would definitely like to see a revival if it's done right. I think we're both in agreement with that one. And with that, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show and discussing American Gladiators with me. The- it was my pleasure, my friend. I loved every second of it. And if you ever want to do pros versus Joes, I'm in for that too. I love to do pros versus Joes. I miss that show so much. Like- so much fun. John Rocker for life. Oh, my goodness. I was excited when Jose Canseco was on it. I was like, oh, my goodness, Jose Canseco. 
And then I will I, save my hilarious Jose Canseco story for that for that episode. Love Jose Canseco. That was like my first childhood before, before even before Mr. Dan Marino. Jose Canseco was my life. Yeah, how, mine was mine was Mark McGuire. So yeah, I had the Bash Brothers uh, poster on my wall. That was the first like sports poster I ever had. Was them sitting on the Blues Brothers car all dressed up in the suits and i was, and i missed that poster so much i wish i we're, we're gonna find it for you it probably got destroyed somewhere <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna find one for you oh i'd love that poster uh but thank you for coming on anything no, no problem to, my friend anything you want to plug before we go uh you know just uh like you said at the top of the show i run three podcasts uh common debauchery which is just a you know wacky wild fun podcast about life in 2021 uh just dropped a new episode well every tuesday and then i do hats tats and stats a buffalo centric pro sports podcast uh drop that every wednesday with my team of just beastly savage football fan football and pro sports fans and then i do tip of the cap podcast which is a prep baseball podcast based around prep baseball in the western new york area and trying to grow the game and spread positivity through the world of baseball to kind of drown out some of the negativity around there so uh, and I get to join you every every month on the Network Sports Talk Show with Matt Johnson and the uh, Jimmy or Johnny Townsend and Austin Kelm. So you know we get to do that and have fun with that. And just any any and all shows on the BICBP Radio Network, wherever your podcasts are found. There you go, podcasts for everyone. <laughs> and thank you for listening. You once again, you can catch new episodes of Let's Talk But No Politics every Sunday on the BICB BICBP Radio Network. Apple Podcasts and Spotify and bonus episodes every Friday at 7 p.m. on the Helium Radio Network. Also go to the Facebook pages for all the podcasts we mentioned. Go check those out. Always great content on those as well. And go check out the Let's Talk But No Politics YouTube channel for some great retro gameplay and also the two-point conversation Tecmo Super Bowl season. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right, we could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick. Did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set. Mother f Delay of game. Offense.